What in the heck is the final percent? Let's get right into it. I want to let you know that this is a concept that is actively changing my life. I've been writing a book for about two years. I just didn't have the thing that was pulling all of the ideas together. I'm talking about the trials, the tribulations, the things that I have found, the way that I lead, the way that I manage, the the secret sauce, the X factor. And I'm going to tell you a story. Now, yes, stories are very important. You're going to hear a lot of them in this podcast. It's just the best way that I can communicate because at the end of the day, every lesson that I have, everything that I'm going to try to help people with, every story that I share is an experience that I went through that either gave me an opportunity or taught me a lesson. And these are things that I'm going to share with you so that we can get on the same page. And hopefully you don't make the same mistakes that I did, or maybe I can spark a great idea in you so that you can go to your final percent. So without further ado, this is the story of how I came to the final percent. So this starts off with a phone call. And this particular phone call comes from a very good friend of mine, Rob Keating. He's also my lawyer and has been instrumental in our growth and the dynamic change that is propelling us forward on the path that we're on. And, and he calls me and he says, dude, have you heard about what's happening? Have you, have, you, have, you, have you been watching the news? And I'm going, what happened? I mean, we live in a crazy country. You're going to have to be a bit more specific. And he says, for the first time in a hundred years... We are going to have a total eclipse that is going to travel the entire length of our country. And unfortunately, I had to respond and and say, I do know that. I really, really want to see it. But I I have to go to San Francisco to meet with uh, one of my business partners. And I am just not going to be able to go. I'm sorry. And, And... he really wanted me to go. I wanted to go with him. He's a great guy. And uh, But at the end of the day, business is business. You got to handle yours. So on the morning that I was supposed to leave for San Francisco, which was the day before the eclipse was supposed to happen, and I get a phone call from my business partner who lives in San Francisco that I was going to see, and he says, my baby is coming. It's on the way. I'm on my way to the hospital. And I say, congratulations, but I probably shouldn't fly in because you have new business that you need to handle now. So as you can imagine, I, I let him handle his business. Um, baby is super healthy. They are doing absolutely great. Uh, but after I got off the phone from, from talking with him, from canceling my flight, I immediately realized, wow, I've, I've already taken off this time. I can go see the eclipse. So I call Rob and I'm like, dude, we've got to do this. I have the time off. My business trip got canceled. It is game on. Let's make this happen. So we get super excited. He grabs his family. I grab my family. He hops in his car. We caravan down to Wyoming and we start the journey, the epic journey to go see what is called the totality. Now, when I say the totality, there are parts of the country that gets only a certain amount of coverage of the sun. So that's when you're seeing, oh, you've got 98% coverage. You've got 90% coverage. But there are only certain places And they're about 120 miles wide where the moon is 100% covering every bit of the sun. There's a reason why even if there's 2% of the sun showing, you cannot stare at it. That's what those glasses are for. So let's get back into this story. So we arrive in Casper, Wyoming, 
we just take this random road that takes us on the the outskirts of town because we didn't want to be around all the the mobs and just the people just going crazy nuts. Me and my lawyer both play guitar, so we brought our guitars and and the totality. Just so you know, the whole eclipse it happens over the course of probably about an hour and a half, and so we sit down when it starts and we have our guitars out. We're listening to some music. He has his wife. He has two beautiful children. Um, I have my wife. We just pulled off on the side of this random road and the the eclipse starts and we look up and we have these glasses on and we're going oh that's cool but it just realistically it's it's a little underwhelming at first but it just kind of looks like pac-man you know but i'm staring at it and i'm enjoying it it's it's very fun the the energy is definitely there you know you can tell something almost magical is is happening magic is in the air i know it sounds cliche but it's true so we're just hanging out and and pac-man like i i I affectionately call this eclipse that's happening pac-man is is becoming more pac-man like if you will and uh I'm, i'm watching this thing and and it's cool but again you have to have your glasses on and all the way to 1% of the sun still out, you have to have your glasses on. There's just no way you're staring at this thing. And all of a sudden, it happens. All of a sudden, the X factor, the whole reason why we were there becomes so apparent. And I, I look up and I'm able to take off my glasses. And the, it looks like 9 o'clock on on a summer's night and it's i mean it's the middle of day the temperature drops by 20 degrees and i'm staring at this this glowing orb in the sky and at that moment i realized this is so worth it and i mean it only lasts it only lasts for 2 minutes and i mean with the traffic that we had to endure i mean that's the drive, the the whole ordeal there and back. It's in another state for two minutes. And it was, I'm telling you right now, it was, it was worth it. And I'm I'm looking up at it and I am just in awe. I mean, this is this is what something truly awesome looks like. And and we overuse that word today because it's just another word. It's it's no longer a true experience. It's no longer something that just grabs you, something, a moment that you will remember forever. But I'm telling you, I learned what the word awesome meant that day. And I can tell you, it profoundly changed me. And just like that, it was done. Two minutes came and went. All of a sudden, Starts looking like daylight again. I mean, it's noon, and it just looked like it was the middle of night. And all of a sudden, everything just starts brightening up. Sun comes back up. You can no longer look at it. And and I'm I, even now. I'm I'm sitting here with goosebumps on my body because it was life changing. And so I I endured the journey <laughs> back to uh, Colorado, and I was I was still just so touched by what had happened to me, I couldn't stop talking about it. And so I started asking everybody that I knew. I said, man, did you see the eclipse? Wasn't it incredible? And they're like, oh, I know. It was amazing, man. It was crazy. And I said, did you go to Wyoming? It was insane, right? No, no, no. We had like 98% in Denver. And I said, well, what? 98%? So there's still 2% of the sun showing. 
yeah, I mean, it, 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 was, it was cool, man. I, I really dug it. Well, then you didn't see it, is what I said. You did not experience it. You do not know what I'm talking about. Because I remember what 98% looked like. And it wasn't awesome. It was cool. It was interesting. But it was not awesome. And in those conversations, it hit me like literally a lightning bolt just struck down knowledge that just forged all of my ideas and every experience in business, good and bad, the knowledge, the wisdom, the lessons, the opportunities. And it was this thing that brought everything together. And in that moment, I realized that the most important exponential things that are happening to you and for you are in that final percent. Because looking up at this glowing orb in the sky, it would have never happened if I quit at 99%. And I want people to start looking at 99% as they're getting close, not it's good enough. Good is the enemy of great. And if you force yourself to find your final percent, when you give every single thing that you have, you're going to find that exponential magic that life has waiting for you. And so I want to help you get there. This is the thing that has galvanized all of my ideas. This was the missing, this was the final percent for my book. It was the thing that took my life to the next level when I made these realizations. Now, one of the first turning points for me as a young entrepreneur was when I came up with a concept and I told myself, look, I'm going to always awake with a purpose, and I will not let myself go to sleep until I feel accomplished. Then, obviously, I didn't realize what I was basically trying to do was go to my final percent every single day. Now, trust me, I was immature, and I didn't always follow through on that. Now that I've really actively tried to live waking up with a purpose and not going to bed until I've, I can truly, truly feel accomplished, I now realize that I've always been yearning for this final percent. And so to connect all the dots, I'm going to give you a story that I think really, really illustrates the final percent and waking up with a purpose and not going to sleep until you feel accomplished and tie everything together so that you can use this every single day. It starts with Winston Churchill. And it is actually a pretty famous story, but I really think that it can apply to what we're trying to get accomplished in this final percent foundation that we're laying in this first episode. So it starts off with Winston getting this proposal from one of his aides, and this particular aide had gone to an amazing school and had credentials out the wazoo, and he was he was very, very kind of a revered person, an expert. And uh, he hands in this proposal, and uh, the aide goes back to his office, and and about three or four hours later, someone drops off the proposal, and it just says on the top of it, it says, is this your best work? And he goes, oh, maybe I could change something. Maybe I could do this. And so he he adjusts some things, and he goes, okay, well, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll do this, and I'll do that. Maybe I can add this, and oh, this is actually a good idea right here. And so he grabs this document, sends it back over to Winston, and sure enough, he the aide walks in the next morning, and the, the document's sitting on his desk, and it says, is this your best work? And he goes, well, man, what is he seeing that I'm not? And so he really pulls out some mental muscle. 
I mean, he rolls up his sleeves and he digs in and he finally delivers something that he truly feels is just great. And he walks in the next morning and he sees that there's a document sitting on his desk and and he's expecting, man, good job, man. This was amazing. This is what I was looking for. And at the very top of it, it says, is this your best work? And he's going, oh my God. I mean, he's furious. He is fuming. And Winston does this to him nine times, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, until finally the aide barges into Winston's office. He slams down the report and he says, look, man, I don't have anything else for you. This is everything. I have put my soul into this and this is my best work. Winston looks at him and he says, okay, I'll read this one. Now, the moral of the story is he was not pushed to his final percent. He didn't ask himself, was this my best work before he handed it in? And I want you to start realizing that your days are the exact same thing. When you put your head on that pillow, you're signing your day back to God, the universe, whatever. You don't get time back. You don't get that back. You have to spend your time wisely. So when you look at your pillow, I want you to start seeing these words across your pillow that say, was this your best work? Because the day that you're about to say goodbye to, you're never going to get back. You're never going to live it again. And I want you to go to your final percent every single day. I want you to find the best part of you every single day. And I'm telling you, it's in that last percent. 90% is no longer good enough for you. 95% just means you're getting close. 99% you're getting excited because you are about to have a breakthrough and an explosion in who you are and who you can be. I want to help you find that final percent. And I'm going to do it by a bunch of stories in this podcast of things that I've done great and things that I did that were not so great. But I learned. Remember, life only gives you opportunities or lessons. Both are great. This has been the Final Percent Podcast. We're just getting this thing started. Thank you so much for stopping by. This is just the beginning of our journey to your final percent.